0: microphones and make a podcast to microphones
1: to the Modern Yoga Podcast. Been a minute.
0: Joyce, yeah. the microphone is going to pick up the sound of your scooching. I'm scooching to be closer to the podcast audience. Mm. And to my smelly self who just had to remove some clothing because of a hot flash.
1: I don't smell you. Oh, well, that's good.
0: <laughs> I, um, I hope I taught the class okay. I was subbing and your husband the other day said to me regarding <laughs> teaching the hot power, you know... Make sure you call breath. <laughs> I said, thanks, James. I'll, I'm will i going to get right on Think that. Think about that.
1: I, <laughs> have we ever talked to you about that before? <laughs> no,
0: I'm a pretty good breather. I don't have a lot of skills, but
1: breathing... I've been called merry breath before. You've been called other things as I well. have. <laughs> so today we are finally going to start the second limb of yoga... <laughs> or start discussing, I I think we've already started it. I hope so. I have. I gave up alcohol, for God's sake. So as as this is a little throwback, you say the Sanskrit word. Sausha? Yeah, I know that one's easy, which is purity. Um, Pure is the
0: driven snow, and it is snowing here today. Today being um, March 10th, my daughter-in-law, one of my daughter-in-law's birthdays.
1: Happy birthday, one of Mary Beth Kathleen. Twerty, twerty's daughter in law. Dirty Twerty.
0: And she told me this morning that she is officially the same age as I was when she first met me, which stopped me in my tracks. Oh. Terrifying.
1: Yeah, somebody here we're in the Brexville studio.
0: Coming to you live to from you our Brexville
1: location. And somebody here was talking about their nieces and nephews and their careers and <laughs> I was like, Oh, that makes you feel old when They have careers, though, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So purity, the idea of purity might make you think of, like... Like a virgin. That and the perfect disposition and a polished image and a perfect home and and all those things. But it's really an exercise in the cleanliness of body, mind, home, and other surroundings you may find yourself in, um, which... Goes right along with my basement.
0: Yeah, we were discussing cleaning your basement, and I'm doing the same. It's like good clean living. Yes, like figuratively as well as literally. Like like doing, you know, you're doing your best. You're you're clean in your intentions and in your mind.
1: And it's letting go of what is unnecessary, uh, eliminating bad habits, and becoming free from material attachments. We have that conversation all the time. Oh my gosh!
0: Like every episode, <laughs> it's hard in the modern day to. I mean, our lives are so full of the, these other things, right? Like, if, if I was Laura Ingalls Wilder, there's there I had to milk the cows and go fetch the water. Why? Why are you looking scary? Are, are we having technical difficulties? I feel like we might not
1: be loud enough. There we go. That's that a better? little better. Yeah. Okay.
0: Anywho, here in the modern day, we have, and I don't even just mean super modern with our phones or whatever, but you have... The modern yoga. The modern yoga. You have a coffee maker and coffee cups, and maybe you have a comforter on your bed to pull up, and you have, I don't know, just all the things to do. Dogs to take out, right. Well, they did have Jack and then Bandit on Little House on the Prairie. Oh. But those dogs didn't, you know, they weren't like our dogs. They didn't get taken for walks on a leash.
1: Because they had, like, a lot of land they to They had roam chores. Free. They had
0: to, like, flush out the the uh, fowl from the bushes so Pa could shoot them and we could have a nice turkey dinner.
1: They probably were happy having a, a job. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, I mean, where do we even go? How do we digress
0: <laughs> so much from the very start?
1: Well, we're talking, I mean, literally and figuratively about cleanliness, and I think what you're saying is there's all the things.
0: All the things that distract us and make us spend time on them.
1: And so we find that we collect things, both literally and figuratively. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes down to the really important things, they tend to get shoved under the rug sometimes because we are so busy with all the other things and and there's there's definitely a balance mm-hmm. <laughs> and an awareness like are we eating clean and what does that mean? And does it mean something different to you or I shouldn't say we, are you eating clean? And what does what does that mean to you? Like what are you putting into your body? You know, like we have chips on top of the refrigerator and they taste really good. Mm-hmm. I I know they're not good for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't always have them, and that makes them taste better.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So true. Do you have yeah. dip, too?
1: No. We've got some hummus, but mm-hmm. no dip. That would make it Lawson's dip. Mm-hmm. Do you eat Lawson's dip? Mm-hmm. Is there a Lawson's dip by you?
0: No. We had Lawson's at um, the DiGirolamo's the other yeah. weekend. Yeah,
1: I wonder where she got it from. But she also had a lot of... Well, fairy- she had a good story about it. Oh, I didn't even hear it. So... The Lawson's dip
0: is available, I wanna say possibly at the drug mart near them. Okay. But when Mike went to buy it, they said they were out. And you wanna know why they were out? Because the little like mom and pop deli, I think, or maybe it's a bar, somebody across the street buys it all from them so that they can use it or resell it. Oh. Because it's that popular. Yeah. But how did she get it then? She he had to go across the street and get it from them. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's how it works. But Beth will have to call in and correct us as if this is a live, you know, hotline. Like we have a big red phone here. Well,
1: This would be Beth's test.
0: To see if she listens. If she listens. Yeah.
1: Um what is cleanliness of the mind? You are asking dirty twerty.
0: Not- I think it's cleanliness of intention. And we even talked a little bit about it in our conversation before we started podcasting. There's things that pop into your head that might be funny. You might want to share them with somebody, and then you know if you're being catty, if you're being gossipy, if you're if you're going to repeat what you just heard or saw or know for for constructive reasons, right? So I'm talking about the you know our old houses right. versus others, um, and that really is a wonderful practice because I mean I have all the. All the dirty thoughts, for sure, the funny, dirty jokes, or the, some things are very humorous, but it's at someone's expense. So they all pop into my head, and it's taken me all of these almost 54 long years to be better at not automatically blurting everything out.
1: You know, it's funny you say that, because I was thinking that it took me a long time. Let the record show that's Joyce's phone. I'm going to put my computer on silent mode.
0: Before they turn around and call right back,
1: yeah. Um, but it's took, it's taken me a really long time to realize that 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 kind of, I mean, that kind of um, cattiness, the comparison, that's really judgment was not the right thing was like, because it's
0: so common. Yeah, because it's how we converse. It's how we bond with each other sometimes, which is sad.
1: Right. And I don't don't think the intention is always bad, right? No, it's because it's um, a positive
0: way of bonding. I'm sitting here with you, so let's talk about the hat that that guy outside is wearing, because that's funny. It's at his expense, but you and I are bonding over it, and that's a positive intention. So it's just weighing all that, it's like what does it mean? Bit. And I does I, it matter?
1: I heard a saying once, or a couple of times actually, that I'm sure I, I should probably Google it, but um, that the the fastest way for two people to connect is to figure out who they both hate.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome to social media, right? That's what people are are bonding over, right? With Scandoval, Vanderpump <laughs> Rules, Team Ariana.
1: Yeah. Um, And so it's like, no bias, no judgment. However, when you take a, when I took a good hard look at what I was thinking, why I was thinking it, like what, what what my natural sort of programming was, Mm -hmm. that made me kind of stop and reprogram and mm-hmm. beat myself up for a while which this yeah. is another practice or it's it's the essence of that practice of like not beating yourself up to stop and and kind of give yourself credit for for realizing and taking a look and making a change i was listening to gosh I can't really
0: remember at this moment which podcast or which episode of anything, but it was Hoda Kotb and Maria Shriver. So maybe it was when Maria was on Hoda's, I'm not sure. But she was talking about relationships, and when somebody pushes your buttons, look at your buttons. Don't look at who's pushing them. Like, why, why am I so annoyed by that weather girl? Really? Yeah. It's, it's me. It ain't her. She's just doing her thing. Um, I'm annoyed by her because I'm annoyed by what she wears. I'm annoyed by the way she speaks. And if I'm honest, I turn around and notice that the reason I'm so annoyed is because I'm afraid I sound that way. Here we are doing a podcast, sounding like I think she sounds, right? Like, who cares what you say? Don't tell me what jacket to wear to the bus stop. That's that's kind of what I feel like. Oh, Who are you, Mary Beth? And Joyce? And... Do I try too hard to wear something that looks cute and then I look at it later and I'm like, you look ridiculous? These are the things that upset me about the weather girl. So it
1: ain't about the weather girl. Do you think that that I'm judging you for the clothes that you take on and off in front of me? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a little strip tease music, please? No, it's so funny, but you want to be the person who looks like they know what they're doing.
1: Right. Do you think everybody kind of knows what they're doing and kind of doubts themselves?
0: Well, I really respect the people, and this, again, we were just talking about this, that maybe don't have on what I would have on, and maybe their house doesn't look like the next person's, but they make no apologies. Yeah. Because they know what's important. And my parents were like that, so I don't know what happened wrong with me. My dad gave zero shits about what anybody thought about anything,
1: and when I now that's, that I'm all- well, that's a that, uh, my dad didn't either, and I don't think our dads are the same. And I, but that's a an extreme end of this too, where there's something beautiful beautiful about not giving a shit, but there's something also that's loaded. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like? Like, it's just a little bit loaded because it's a self defense. Like, yeah. like I don't care.
0: Right. It's and a little so deliberate. What, like, I will not care what you think.
1: Right. So, I am
0: doing my thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm.
1: And then I know my dad blazing my trail. would assume that people were judging before they even met him.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. You know,
1: like if you have a.
0: So he was in reaction to something that hadn't even necessarily happened.
1: Right. Like, if you had a big, lovely house, then he would hate his house and therefore hate him. him and he. Doesn't, I'm not your kind of people. Right. And so that interaction never happened. Right. But it's already over. Yeah. So I don't... Was your dad... I, I think your dad was different.
0: Yeah. No, he wasn't like that. He just went to the beat of his own drum. And now that I'm older, so much older, and I think of my parents being in their 20s and starting a family, it is kind of amazing that they never cared about... You know, they wanted to have kids family was important to them as far as their parents and siblings and stuff. But the rest did not matter. They didn't, they didn't worry about any of the things I see most of us in suburbia worrying about. Like, your how's your landscaping? And what are you driving? And what vacation are we going on? And is your kid on a travel team or just on the school team? Or right. even worse, intramurals. <laughs> Do they still have those? Um And so I wish I was more like that. And I'm getting there. But again, I mean, my life's, I'm old now. (laughs) It's about, sometimes I, when I'm so proud of myself for making some headway, I'm like, a lot of people are in this place much younger. Like they have their shit together. Their life is organized. They have a career. They're raising a family.
1: Why are you putting yourself down?
0: I'm not. I'm just saying it took a while.
1: You're on your own path. I am. And I don't know. You are where you are. Wherever mm-hmm. you go, there you are, mm-hmm. Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful choice. Thanks.
0: I there's a um, Clint Black song by that name. Wherever you go, oh, there you are. I like country music, he's a very twangy one. Oh, wherever you
1: go, <laughs> there you are. I don't think he. That was. I don't think he came up with that saying. Probably not. No. I. I think for me, what sort of smacked me in the face was a couple, well, a couple of things. One, um, when I worked in corporate America and had a flourishing career, I bought my own house. Uh, I was all proud of myself, and the rest of the world didn't care because I it's just a little house. Mm-hmm um not on the prairie not on the prairie and as a single woman it was it's hard it was hard to maintain a house mm-hmm. it sounded you know the first year it was real fun to cut the grass mm-hmm. i should say the first time or two
0: yeah
1: um and then i had never painted a wall or done all the things the yeah. home improvement things nor did i know how neither did my parents like we never went through like a kitchen remodel or anything like mm-hmm. that I'd navigate that on my own. But, you know, moving forward, even when uh, James and I were both, we both worked other jobs. Like, we both worked other jobs. We were traveling. um, And then Ashley had basketball. And, like, I just don't, I don't understand how, it's just a lot. It is. You know, it's a whole lot. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people do it. Did you
0: marry James because he had a tool belt? (laughs) I don't think he had a tool belt when I married him. Uh Ah. You turned him into janitor James.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but now you know we we're so busy; um, it's even harder. But I do find myself, and I think we are prioritizing home life. I feel like we've we've really sort of neglected our home for the past almost mm-hmm. seven years, um, and like you know, it's hard. I mean, it's it's when I say hard. It just gets a little frustrating because it's small and, you know, we've got a lot going on, but like, it's not miserable. Mm -mm. You know, we're happy. The dogs are happy. Alina is a joy. Ashley's happy. She's figuring her life out and what her next move is. Like, it's more
0: that when there's that much involved, there's not a lot of time to enjoy the, the good stuff. You're always on, you know, Right on to the next thing. You've got a business and the dogs and the baby and the.
1: I do feel bad sometimes because I we don't ever host anything because that's something we definitely don't have time for. Like, and I, you're not. I mean, I don't know what you mean hosting. If it's family, family, um,
0: anything book with club, the studio, yeah, you're not close either. Meeting. I mean, you're not the closest address to a lot of your circle.
1: Yeah, but I feel like, you know, for the right thing, people would would come. Out. We're not that far away, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I have like a thank you card list that's ten years old that you know like i just I need time um everybody in our house needs time to like w- w- we have time has been at such a cost yeah. since we opened our open business and then covid um and with a
0: little one, you realize oh how fast time goes. And, yeah. and your niece and nephew as well. Yeah, it's like,
1: geez. Well, and she honestly has. <laughs> I'm saying this in a, in a very light way. Has she takes our time?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she demands it. She she there is not. There's no question, mm-hmm. um, but you know if I don't spend an hour with her on the in in the mornings that I'm home, then I won't see her at all, mm-hmm. and so. Those are really like primetime hours for me to get work done. But, but you prioritize. She'll be sleeping by the time I get home. Mm-hmm. So what am I choosing, you know? Um, you talked
0: about the thank you card list. That's exactly why, and texting makes it so much easier with fun, you know, emojis and stuff. But that's why if I think of somebody... I send them a card or send them a text or something right then because I'm not going to be the person that necessarily remembers your birthday or to send you the follow up thank you or any of that that might be expected. So when I think of anything about a person, I have, I take care of it right then. And I think that works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you stop in the middle of class and write a thank you card?
0: I don't.
1: Yoga is still
0: the only place I really don't do anything with my phone. It's funny I posted or I shared. I could argue I, with
1: you, but really, I texted you. I'm on my way, and you're like, we're, we just got into shavasana. Well, that was the
0: end. I was looking at the music, and Joyce was like, I'm sorry, I'm late. It's I'm on my way, and I'm like, ha ha, late is different when it's my class because we're just now getting into shavasana. But um. Oh, I I shared a a little video about the kinds of people in yoga class, you know, the one that rolls out their mat really loud and the one that does thirteen handstands before class starts. And the one is, especially now with the Apple watches, everybody's in down dog looking at their watch, and I I do see a ton of it. And I still am not not on, on board for that unless you have an
1: emergency happening. I have a love hate relationship with my watch. I I don't it helps you. It it does. I like it during class because um, because I don't have to walk up to my phone to see what time it is and if I want to stop music or start music, I can just do it from my my watch. But my watch, the watch, is people who have it know, follows the phone. So I have my phone on do not disturb so it's not buzzing. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of class, um, it makes me nuts sometimes. Like where it's just constantly buzzing, and um, I could shut that off, but. That's when I have the studio phone forwarded to my phone and, you know, a lot of people have my number to, and they'll just text and ask questions. Like there's things that you, you want to get back to right away because they almost um, have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's face it, people text to get quick answers sure. for the most part.
0: And that brings, you know, there's like two things are popping into my head as you're talking. One is those kind of boundaries, which is different when you have a business. Right. But I've, this last couple of years, pulled back from, you know, when texting was new, you answer everybody right away. And now you've created a culture where right. if you don't answer in 10 minutes, then they call. Are you okay? Are you sick? Is something wrong? Are you mad? Yeah. So now I deliberately really don't an- I, I I don't stop what I'm doing for a text message.
1: So I've noticed that a lot of people, or a lot more people recently have their phones on Do Not Disturb very, very often. And that's
0: true. Now there's the idea of saying... A text comes back saying so-and-so is on do not disturb, not yeah. getting messages right now. The other thing is that we've talked about you actually needing, <laughs> at this phone. point, two phones, two watches. Like the bat phone. Get another watch. <laughs> like the bat phone, because there are things that need to break through, and there's a whole lot that doesn't that needs to give you the time to prioritize it.
1: Right. And what I'm ba- balancing in my head is, is it going to cause me more stress or less stress? Right.
0: And would I be on the... The A list or the B list? Oh, time will tell.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what kind of things, can like right now, if you took away, what would make you feel more free? Well,
0: it happens to be Lent, and as a not good Catholic girl, I still try to give up things for Lent. So I've given up alcohol, which is... From a physical standpoint, you notice things about how you feel better, but it's also just kind of a sacrifice because I want it. So you're suffering. So a little bit of suffering, which um, I, I have very little suffering in life, and I think it is okay to want something and then withhold it from myself and say, instead, let's think about somebody, pray for somebody, do something for somebody who actually is suffering right now, like legit, not they can't have their martini tonight. Um, it's interesting because, and the same with the intermittent fasting that I do, it's not so much for diet, but I do want something. And then I say, you know what, wait till two o'clock. Just, just as a, I've been a person of poor discipline my whole life. So it's just an exercise in discipline for me. And then that takes me to the thoughts. You started this by talking about the thoughts. I have such a nasty mouth and many years for Lent, I've given up swearing. And this year I didn't because look, I can't give up alcohol and swearing. Um, but I am noticing more because when I when I have fun and I'm out with people and I'm being very casual and I think I'm so funny and we're having a good time, I'm just throwing f bombs left and right. And afterwards, even when there's no alcohol, afterwards I feel like I did myself a disservice and just sounded like a I dumb have those swearing. Too. Yeah, don't you like? You're better than that. You have a better vocabulary than that. Right. You have more intelligent humor than that. And and here's another button and push thing. I get mad at Jeff when he does that. And clearly the reason is because it, I'm mad at myself. Yeah. It's like, we're better than this. Right. You can do better than, I mean, I have nothing against the F word. I love it. I use it a lot, but come on.
1: Well, and it, it takes the, um, the impact out of it. Mm-hmm. If you say it all the time, right? But right. then, if you throw it out there every once in a while in a joke or something, then it becomes even funnier. My mom doesn't swear at all. Mm-hmm. She never did. And it's I don't even know that it was like a practice to not swear. I just think she but yeah, just didn't. she just doesn't yeah, which is nice. And she's once a lady every, like, well, once every five years, I don't know, once in every very long time, she'll say, damn it. And it's so unnatural. And you know, and it's something it's, serious is going down. It's just so funny sounding. <laughs> it's
0: like a child saying, yes, it almost, exactly. She's, yeah, exactly. So I need to work on that too. And I can say I'm at least noticing it. Um, I don't know.
1: So how do you purify your body?
0: It's funny. I was thinking of Jane today. She comes up in all of our podcast too, but she used to teach that we would come to yoga ideally in the morning and showered and fasted, which may be why I tend to to do that, which doesn't work for all of us. A lot of times we have to come at night after work, gross, having eaten Fritos in the car on the way and makeup smeared all over our faces. So, um, but I guess it's worth thinking about, um, taking care of yourself taking care of your
1: vessel yeah and that kind of goes along with the food as well mm-hmm. But for sure yoga the physical practice of the poses is so all encompassing you know sometimes I I get a little irritated when I see yoga for the core yoga f-, you know ab workout mm-hmm. yoga yeah. yoga for the glutes yeah well I'm sorry it's not yoga anymore and I'm I understand that in the West, we have been very liberal with what the practice is, but that's, you know, ab yoga isn't, not to say that you can't teach ab work, but- Right. And and
0: I agree with you because coming to yoga as I did with no expectations and no understanding, I loved the slow learning about my body. Now it sounds dirty again. Through through yoga poses through the years. Yeah. Learning about, you know, the parts of your body you don't love. Like half pigeon, I I, I used to refer to as giant left boob pose because <laughs> actually BLT, big left titty. But you you find yourself in some positions and contortions and you notice. You notice things about your spine, about your digestion, about your belly being in the way, about... What right. your ribs do when you shift your hips. These are not things somebody told me. To your point about using anatomy and anatomical words, it's it can be favorable, but sometimes also unnecessary in yoga right. because nobody told me those things. It's what I found. What I found about my quadricep when I loosened my toes on the mat you know, like was that in the glute class? that was not in anybody's glute class, yeah. So the top of my thigh became stronger when I relaxed my toes type thing. And those are things that if you just get inside your practice, you learn and find. And that does and feel, feel purifying. yeah, and you're breathing and you're like, I am strong, and I am empowered, and I understand this body now,
1: you, and you get to know yourself that much better. Mm-hmm. and our bodies and our minds and our souls and our spirits are not different. What we do mm-hmm. to one, we mm-hmm. do to the other. What What was the saying? One of my favorite teachers, and when I first started practicing, would say, "The way you do one thing is the way you do everything." Mm-hmm. And I found it like so true. It was such an eye opener. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, yeah. And then that helped me start shifting that and trusting that if I shift it here, I'm going to see a shift there. Mm-hmm. And that can go on the mat, off the mat, um, all the things. What about um, how do you clean or purify your mind? I think you just said it. Do you have a seated meditation practice?
0: No, not very not very much, no. Um,
1: That's such a struggle for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, James obviously has a very strong practice that he's committed to. Um I'm I definitely meditate, but it's not as disciplined as he does and I feel like I find meditation elsewhere and not always in a seat kind right. of thing, maybe walking. But I know that that's not I may be making excuses for myself. Mm-hmm. Not that that mindfulness practice is bad at all, but I don't have a disciplined seated meditation practice and I probably, but, not probably I should have one.
0: But why should everybody have a seated meditation practice? Should everybody have a running practice? Should everybody have breakfast? Like, I don't think everything is for everybody.
1: Uh, I think this is a little I understand what you're saying. Do I think everybody could benefit from meditation? For sure. Maybe different types for sure. But, again, like, there's that balance between what works for you, mm-hmm. which you have to do because because everybody's got so much going on, and, and what is known to be
0: mm-hmm.
1: the next step or the path or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I do feel like, because we're talking about internal guidance versus external guidance, right? So, like, I'm kind of saying like people who the studies on meditation are so strong Um, science has caught up with yoga all the things right so yeah we should all have a seated meditation practice and then so that's the external guidance and it's not I don't think it's bad but then the internal guidance is like well if it's stressing me out to find a moment Mm -hmm. to sit down and meditate should I have that meditation practice? And that's really that's really hard. And in our community especially,
0: there are so many achievers and athletes, ultra runners. A true seated meditation, the way James proposes, has to be so difficult for some of those people because they're thinking of there's other things I need to be doing, should be doing. Right. There's activity that I'm just chomping at the bit to get to. So I would imagine it's it's harder for many people than than even it is for me. Mine's more laziness, and and I, I I I don't know. I'm just not drawn to it. Right. Well, you you go to church every week. I do. Well, most weeks. I pray a
1: lot outside of church. No, I, I yeah, church. Well, and there we go again. Like mm-hmm. the thing you're supposed to do, and the thing that is the right thing that mm-hmm. your heart is telling you to do, right? Right. right. Um, because I. I could argue both sides of that as well. I haven't gone to church in a long time. Um.
0: Well, it's like the memes that are going around now about various things. We won't get into politics or whatever, but what people are worried about versus, you know, what's actually they need to be worried about. Like, are you worried about your your kid hearing something in school or seeing a drag queen or something? Or are you worried about them getting shot when they get there? So it's it's that. I mean, the drag queens are clearly more dangerous. It depends on what shoes they're wearing. Those things are spiky. I know, right? Stiletto. Did you just hear my tummy growl? Yes. Wow. <laughs> what about the home? The home. I've noticed that removing clutter does help me feel better. I'm not a great cleaner. I'm not I'm not always vacuuming, I'm not always cleaning the floor and wiping things down, but we've gotten a lot better at getting rid of visible clutter. Mhm. Again, just in my adult years. Like my toothbrush is in a drawer, not out anymore on the vanity, and just little things like that visually help. Yeah. Um We could talk about feng shui at some point and the things that are kind of blocking your view and your path in the literal and the figurative ways.
1: Marie Kondo too. Uh,
0: But how funny, Marie Kondo, everybody knows she's the one about that really hardcore purging and cleaning, a different way of folding your clothes in the drawer so you can see them all. You touch a garment and if it doesn't spark your joy, you get rid of it. Marie Kondo this last few months, I don't know if you've seen, she's been back out.
1: I've, I've seen her name. I, did, yeah. I don't know the why. The reason
0: you've seen her name is because she has admitted that now that she has kids,
1: It's impossible to follow her own advice. It is impossible
0: to follow her own advice, which I give her all the credit for for saying that. So yeah, it's uh, what works, works, and what doesn't, doesn't. And And suddenly, going through all these things we talk about and how our habits change, you realize that... Most of us are not going to live for a hundred years, but if we do, even a hundred years isn't enough to figure all this shit out. Like we're just making headway and it's like, why is this so hard? And again, for some people, it seems not to be that hard. I don't
1: know. I don't know that it's like, you're just assuming that it might not look hard for, we all have our own struggles. But I agree with you. Like, my sister-in-law definitely can look at something and be like, we don't need this, throw it away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, – honestly, it depends on how you grew up. Yeah. Everything is so disposable now. Yeah, I'll use my washing machine as an example, and it's it's really not a big deal. I'm not complaining. or But our washing machine at home broke on a Sunday. It was a couple of Sundays ago, and then I – so it's like, okay, we either have to get it serviced or get a new one. Another one of us could remember how old it was, but we kind of guessed it was maybe seven or eight years old because of how long we've been together and and when we feel like we bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go to the Strong'sville studio on Monday morning and the washing machine was broken. And I'm like, what is going on? So that one apparently was, um, there was like soap buildup on a sensor or something like that. And we use that. So obviously, you know, it's used so much that... Um, did a man have to come out, or a woman, or did His Janitor James, James fix yes.
0: it? Janitor James, he's but smart.
1: Janitor James couldn't get the one at home fixed, and you can figure anything out on YouTube. On YouTube, and, yeah. But, you know, and it didn't seem to be any of the common problems. Um, And I remember when we bought it, we were feeling fancy because it has a whole digital panel on it, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is why it's broken. That's the kiss of death. It's just like all the computers in the car, and I'm sounding really old right now. But it's true. And it's so. It, it turned out that I just learned yesterday or the day before that the washer was nine years old. And you know how I knew that? Because my Facebook memories oh my gosh. came up I love and those. said, How like, funny. You've got a new dryer. Uh, Big day. Are, are front loaders worth it or something? So I remember at putting that out there.
0: Um, I don't want to digress or divert from what you're talking about, but thinking about this, is this year. Your 10th wedding anniversary? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now that I think Uh, about it. April 6th.
1: Yeah. Um, So it just didn't seem to be one of the normal problems. And you could have, you know, we could have somebody come out and everybody charges like, I don't know, $100, $120 just to come out. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, why?
0: Mm
1: hmm. Um, So. And then they'll tell you it can be a few hundred more. Or you could just start
0: over, which is what you're going to probably do anyway. That's what we did. So
1: last weekend, I think it was last weekend or the week before, we went went down the street. There's an American freight and harbor by us because I don't care if my washer and dryer match.
0: Oh, yeah. Again, it's in our basement. We don't have one of these nice... I I love these groups on Facebook. These people, their laundry room is nicer than any room in my house will ever be.
1: Well, they're both white, you know, and James is like, are you happy that you're... The washing machine and the dryer match now, and I'm like, I what? What? He's like, well, the old one was silver, and I was like, or chrome or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I, I, oh, I don't. Yeah. They're their appliances. They're not in the kitchen. I don't right. want my kitchen right. things to not to match. Not match. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we, I, I, we walked around and looked at things. And he's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I, I don't know. One that washes. What? I don't want the digital thing. I sound like an old lady, mm-hmm. but like I want one with knobs. So yep. we got a. A Whirlpool or GE mm-hmm. or something, and it has knobs, and we brought it home, and it works, and we have clothes again. We have clothes again. We're not nude in, well, in the Well, I, I, I was dragging laundry to the studios. Our dryer works. James thinks our dryer's on the fritz. Dryers last forever. Nobody says, on the fritz anymore. Well, I just did. Okay. <laughs> it's on the fritz, Archie Do you know why? And I'm not... He may be right, but... Um, when you If you open the dryer door at home while it's on, it will not, It will continue spinning.
0: Oh, that makes sense, rather than turning it off and then opening the door. But I can't do that because mine doesn't turn off. You have to open the door to stop it.
1: Oh, well, ours used to Oh, it. Oh, it's, and, yeah. you're saying it keeps like spinning. You can, open it, you can watch it dry. It's kind oh. of fascinating. And like
0: every now and then something gets thrown out we're, at you? No,
1: we're a little worried. Like we have to do something about it because we're worried that Alina couldn't hurt herself. Right, sure. She's never down there. I low, was going to so. say, is she doing the laundry? Not yet. I mean, she's not I even mean, three, but,
0: but <laughs> soon she could be trained. She, could, she can I fold know. those towels. If Wendy Hunter can
1: do it, yeah. Alina can do it. So now we have a an old washer <laughs> in our basement. Oh, you got to put washer. it on the front porch. What's wrong with you? On the front porch. No, we
0: we've got we've got a guy, yeah. who's going to come? Who's going to come and get, tinker with it? People yeah. who say Fritz also say tinker. Um. So, we've been tossing around the idea for a long time of getting rid of cable. I think we've talked about this many oh. times because it's so expensive, but their inner cox cables internet is awesome. So, we've been afraid. But you know, not all of the TVs in our house are smart TVs. So, to go to YouTube TV or something, just streaming strictly, which we'll do in the mountains, we need to test it out first. So, the other night, I get home and Jeff had texted me, he's like, I, I bought a new TV for the bedroom. It was like a hundred and thirty dollars. Like, do you remember when the, right. the TVs were eight hundred pounds and they cost as much as your car? Right. It was and such I told a big him, deal. I'm surprised that they're not charging more just because they can, because you're going to buy it. We're not going to live right. without our Netflix. But but he's like, I just can't believe how cheap this is right now. So to your point, and even when you're giving things to charity, they don't want TVs, but, yeah, because they're obsolete once they're you know. Right. So more junk in the world that's just landfill I guess or use it as a monitor somehow but that's
1: how this all started i think when when we were younger and we'll just we're, t- it's, we're old mm-hmm. um, things were a bigger deal and TVs could be fixed and yes. washing machines used to last 25 years mm-hmm. and now i think we paid 500 bucks or something mm-hmm. like so if we get 8 years out of it yeah. that's awesome yeah i was actually looking at the stacked ones, both ones like the apartment-style ones like we have in both studios and the other stacked ones, I'm like, oh, this would take up less space, and it would be easier to, you know, like, how can we... And and if it breaks, then we have whatever. But everything is so, like, what do you hang on to that is, one, worth fixing, like a, a physical material item that's worth fixing, that meaning in, like, the quality of it? Mm-hmm. And two... Um, with technology that that affects everything, mm-hmm. right? Like this computer could last forever, but it's not going to be able to take updates. At like like phones. Have you ever had a phone so long that it just? Uh, yes, and we're, my old phones, my old computers in our basement. There's like four different computers, right. and every and like, like twice thing. a year,
0: I yell at Jeff about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I got to make sure and wipe the hard drive
1: and trash them or something." But we never really do it because some some computer geeks going to look at your old DOS computer and right figure right. Out. Well, right. Who
0: knows? Who knows what went on? Okay. I, I was looking up the name of this. There's a place in Broadview Heights, I don't know if you've ever been, called Transitional Design. And I stopped by there recently. It's very interesting. So they um, have refurbished, but high-end, lovely furniture in a showroom that you can buy. Oh, And then in their back, they have a warehouse of items. I just saw your mom get out of the car in the snow. Items for auction. Know, she's calling, and show. they put it online. Go ahead, open the door. They put take it, it. Take it by yourself. Take right? it, MB. They put them online on their website and on their Facebook page, and with pictures. And you can bid on these auction items: dressers, um, indoors, outdoors, all sorts of stuff. So that's my little plug for them. Joyce and I actually talked about um, ending our podcasts episodes with things that we are going to promote that week or whatever. So maybe this is mine for this week. It's uh, Towpath Road, Broadview Heights, transitional design. So,
1: Do you know where my mom is?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because she just came around to this window. I tried to wave her back to you, but I don't know if she saw. Is she coming? Of course, the poor thing, this is happening in a full-on snow flurry situation. She knows
1: how to get in.
0: Well... Was the door locked again? By the way, I think the key thing is getting easier to use, or are we just getting better at it?
1: It's getting easier. Or yeah. Both.
0: So I was just saying that we were talking about maybe promoting something each episode, so I guess that's mine, Transitional Design in Broadview Heights. You to check it out. Yeah. But but they're not going to take your probably your old washer or dryer.
1: Right, and I don't want them to. No. But my point was is everything is so disposable- Mm -hmm. You know, you lost your phone in Italy. I did. Just got a new one. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. You just got a new one. And um, so it's, I think maybe I'm giving, I'm making excuses for us. It's probably a little bit harder for people our age to, um, to declutter, Mm -hmm. you know, like my parents, but hi mom, my parents both came from families of six, so Nobody does hand me downs. I, I mean, was going to say. I think kids, maybe, because they grew out of shit so fast. Yeah. There's my potty mouth.
0: But even hand me downs, furniture, like, I don't know about you, but when my sisters and I were starting our lives and our young marriages, you know, we had our parents' table yeah. or end tables or whatever, couches. Kids really don't even want that anymore.
1: No, because you can go to Target or Ikea and get decent looking stuff to start off with for yeah, not that much money. Right, right. And then- so it's,
0: which in, a, in the bigger scheme of things, yeah, we are wasting a lot as far as landfills and, and Mother Earth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we've adequately covered our...
1: No, I think First this is a really niyama. good conversation about it. So the yamas are the don'ts, and the niyamas are the do's. So basically, with purity, I think we've said in maybe a lot of words, but like, do meditate, do yoga. It's a, There's a cleansing process. Do declutter. Do think about, kind of reflect on what do you need and and what's getting in your way. Not in a way that's beating you up, but like you know, do I need this any, like if you stopped drinking coffee, you Mm -hmm. wouldn't need that cup anymore, but it's, it's, the cup's perfectly fine. And it, it, and I'm happy that I'm now, yeah,
0: that I'm using a reusable cup now instead of, you know, the old me was just driving through the Dunkin' or the Starbucks every day, literally every day. How silly is that? Right. So of course you can do that with a reusable cup too, but I can also make it at home. I guess just do something, and it might not be a lot. Maybe it's you heard green tea is cleansing, so you're going to drink one green tea every day. Maybe so, it's a breath practice.
1: And what does that do to your mind if you're like, I heard green tea is cleansing, so I'm going to give this a try. So your mind is now thinking that it's being cleansed, or your body, you're mm-hmm. thinking your body's being cleansed like that. Our thoughts have so much effect on us. Oh,
0: one good habit can so lead to another. When I wake up and I've been good, even just with eating... You know, yeah. I, I feel so much more empowered to do lots of other things, to exercise, to be productive in the house a lot, just because I controlled Cause it those impulses. Because it awakens something
1: in you to just, it's, well, I've been cleaning out the basement and mm-hmm. I'm now starting to see like what, what it may look like soon. And, and I'm also decluttering every time I sit down to do something, I'm decluttering or organizing and it just affects everything else. Cause and effect for sure. What about um forgiveness? I think that's a big
0: Mhm. This one has always come really easy to me. So, um and it's really a struggle for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't it it's just I was born that way. I'm not taking any credit for it. I don't hold on to resentment. I'm I'm I can very easily forgive and even forget, but I have a lot of people in my life that are wonderful people, but they have a really hard time with that.
1: I've definitely changed on it with a lot of um, self-study and therapy and self-help books, but I find that there is, with the understanding that I have now, the there's just not reason to forgive and i'm not saying this in a bad way like i don't feel like people uh i just don't think life is that bad i don't i think that most of the time when somebody hurts you with their words especially it's really more of a reflection of them Mm -hmm. and if you can have that understanding and compassion for another human being there's there's nothing to forgive.
0: I think that's really it. If you're if you're trying to be others focused or others centered, nothing can hurt you right. because you look at them as a child, a mother, a daughter, a friend, uh, right? Broken, whatever, and you can have that compassion. It's that mm-hmm. like uh, observer, neutral yes. observer thing. You don't have to take things. Life gets so much better and easier when you don't take things personally.
1: But I will say, without the understanding that I do have, I don't know that I would be... I don't know how I would answer this question.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. I mean, I've had my moments, but they were all when I was younger, where... Where you've been done wrong, and you you know you're putting your makeup on the next day in the mirror, and you're thinking of all the things you should have said to that person, and you want to say to that person, and you are stewing and ruminating and, and all you those have things.
1: Three inches of black eyeliner on. Back
0: then, yeah. Do you remember? Again, you're just a few years younger than me. There was that phase where you lit the yes. eyeliner with a lighter. So then you had a, a hot, melty thing that you put on the
1: inner we didn't have eyelid Sephora, against, and right. it kind of dried on you. And so it kind of so cru- yeah, it was horrifying. What the hell? So cleanliness is the process of cleaning from the outside. Purity is the process of cleaning from the inside, which is... um, Oh, that's good. That's noteworthy. Don't quote me on that. It was Deborah Adele. Mm -hmm. Purity has a relational quality that asks us not only to seek it in ourselves, but to seek purity in each moment by allowing the moment to be as it is. That's so important. So...
0: Purity doesn't mean it's all rainbow and sunshine and roses. It's Forget pure unicorns. unicorns. it's pure this this situation is pure. this person is pure. this intention is pure this these tears, this anger, um this misbehavior or this kindness all those things are pure in what they are. like see it investigate it.
1: It's, it's not beautiful. an attempt to make something different. It is what it what it is. yeah. The most difficult place to practice purity is with ourselves. Faux show. Being pure of our, with ourselves means we are not afraid of our thoughts or our feelings, and we do not have anything to hide from ourselves. Mm. And
0: that, there's another quote out there too about something about growth starts when you get tired of your own bullshit. That's a big moment, too, when you finally can be honest with yourself. Yeah,
1: for sure. Like, you get
0: defensive and you make all these excuses, and at some point you have to just say to yourself, you know. You know what's right. You know what happened. You stop explaining. Stop talking.
1: But think about it. When we're, we're raised, we're, you know, like right now Alina is being raised to To not upset us. And I'm, I'm not saying that's the priority, but like, you know, she'll say, I was holding her hand. I took her with me to the vet to get um, medicine for my dogs. And we were walking through the parking lot and she goes, Stop, be very careful, you know? And so she's learned that mm-hmm. because she probably wasn't careful or, but she's two and a half. Right, right. Right. So I think that that expectation or the, the attempt to please, those that you love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's ingrained within us. And it's easy for time. that to go wrong then. And then you want to ingrain or you want to please everybody else around you as you get older. Yeah.
0: It starts with safety, with not crossing the street without looking. Yeah. But it ends up being I'm a pleaser.
1: Yeah. I want somebody
0: to be proud of me or and then like me.
1: It's not working, and but I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. And then that's what, 20, 25? <laughs> like, it, Actually, there's a podcast I listened to. uh, My favorite murder. I've Mm -hmm. mentioned it before, but they were telling a story about um, somebody who was 25, I think, and um, starting a church. And uh, and confidence. They were laughing and saying somebody. There was a meme that said, "Your early 20s um, are when you're loud and wrong."
0: Yeah. Angry young man, whatever, you're, you're so sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 like, life is just tricky that way, where you learn what you learn, and then you have to let go of what you learn, because you can't necessarily learn what you know with the deep understanding that you would know it Yeah. 20 years from now. You got to go through some shit and yeah. for it to make sense, and that
0: stinks. And it stinks that you are doing all the right things the way you were taught, and then that becomes wrong.
1: Right. It doesn't work the way that it worked in your family in the outside world or it doesn't oh. work exactly the same
0: Or way. things are different because now it's not about safety. So you're safe. Or safety. Now is you don't different. have to yeah. Right you don't have to please other people. I always think of Natalie Maines of the Dixie Chicks, now called the Chicks, because especially in this, you know, yesterday was what, the International Day of Women, and we're very woman forward right now in our um, what we talk about. We tell little girls to be whatever they want to be and say whatever they want to say and speak up. But still when they do, we knock them down. We either mock them or we cancel them or we do whatever we do. We're, we're a complicated species.
1: Well, it's almost like you can be whoever you want to be as, as long as it's okay with As me. long as it's popular with everybody. yeah. It's so hard to, Otherwise, s- shut to up. stand up and stand out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So with that. And it, as some people who stand
0: up and stand out are completely annoying, and I wish they'd shut up and stop standing up. <laughs> and you're the one who's. I'm taller than you anyway. <laughs> Maybe you should stand up.
1: <laughs> You'll probably take your shit. off. Maybe you should stand
0: on a chair. <laughs>
1: Well, this has been fun. To end our purity conversation. Yeah, to end
0: our conversation about purity. We'll revisit this at some point, but we'll move on to the next niyama.
1: The llamas and the
0: llamas, according to Siri. The bananas and pajamas. Is Santosha our next one? Contentment. We'll have to wait. Uh, we'll, We'll have to wait. To be content. And, you know, remember, we are going to have more guests on, and we hope to. So if you think you're fabulous and interesting or have a good subject to talk about, come on over. Send us
1: feedback, rate, review, subscribe, follow, please. Send it to your family and friends. All right, we're done.